Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together in prayer this morning. Today is Monday and uh, this is the season of Pentecost. Um, today we begin our reading of 2 Peter. Feel free to send me an email with any stories or insights or questions that might arise this week. You can send them to me at pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen and Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hand have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1-11. through 11. Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus the Messiah, to those who have obtained a share of faith equal to ours in the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus the Messiah. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus. God has bestowed upon us through his divine power everything that we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and virtue. The result is that he has given us, through these things, his precious and wonderful promises. And the purpose of all this is so that you may run away from the corruption of lust that is in the world and may become partakers of the divine nature. So, because of this, you should strain every nerve to supplement your faith with virtue, and your virtue with knowledge, and your knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patience, and your patience with piety, and your piety with family affection, and your family affection with love. If you have these things in plentiful supply, you see, you will not be wasting your time or failing to bear fruit in relation to your knowledge of our Lord Jesus the Messiah. Someone who doesn't have these things, in fact, is so short-sighted as to be actually blind and has forgotten what it means to be cleansed from earlier sins. So, my dear family, you must take the effort all the more to confirm that God has called you and chosen you. If you do this, you will never trip up. 
This is how you will have richly laid out before you an entrance into the kingdom of God's coming age, the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus the Messiah. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. At the end of Peter's first letter, and now again at the beginning of Peter's second letter, we hear the apostle stressing the importance, making an appeal that his congregation, the people that he's writing to, run away from the ways of this world and into the fellowship with God that comes in the Spirit and in Jesus Christ. For Gentile Christians at that time, this meant turning away from the polytheism and idolatry that had once they had once participated in, and coming to know the truth about the one God who created all that is, and who has now redeemed and renewed this world by coming into it in Jesus Christ. The evidence and outworking of this new faith is the, in the one true God was the believers' virtue and knowledge and self-control, their patience, their piety, their affection, and of course, binding all of this together, the greatest of all of these, love. The change and transformation in the believers must have seemed dramatic as they removed themselves from whole parts of civic life, festivals, celebration, so that they could more accurately bear witness to the hope that was in them, to the presence of God in their midst. I find it absolutely amazing how many Christians today continue to interpret this message here and throughout the New Testament with a kind of prudish moralism, as if these sections were simply about what is acceptable or unacceptable sexual behavior. I wonder if what we call the culture wars, or at least as far as Christians are concerned, is just a bunch of babbling on about a poor and shallow interpretation of the scripture. What is at stake here is for an entire congregation of people to not only learn what it means to live and serve the one true and living God revealed in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, but also what that good news means for the world that God has redeemed and promised to restore. What is the good that God has brought into this world and God is making the world according to? To come into the fellowship of Christ in the Holy Spirit through our baptism is to learn now to live as citizens of a new kingdom and then to speak and act and live as ambassadors of that kingdom, the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. And what Peter writes to this congregation, he might as well have written to us. It is important that those of us who have come to live by faith in Christ strive to live and supplement our faith with virtue. That is the seeking of God's kingdom and righteousness first. The words Peter uses to refer to it, this are exertion. It is to be our greatest effort to seek to enact God's good in and for the whole world. And we shouldn't somehow shy away from this kind of exertion because we're afraid that we might stray into some kind of self-justifying works righteousness. The goal of all of this goodness is for the glory of God and to bear witness to the beauty of God and of God's kingdom and the promise of the life in the world to come that Christ has opened up through his own suffering, death, and resurrection. It's not for our own moral achievement. Peter wants this community to want to fully display God's presence in the world in all they do. I wonder what we need to change or rearrange about our life so that this becomes our desire as well. And remember, that it is the true love of Christ that encompasses all that we are. And and that love has been most powerfully expressed both in the command to love one another and the command to forgive one another 
as we have been forgiven. And so maybe that's a really good place for us to start today, to bring the goodness of God into the lives of people and into our lives by forgiving them all of their sins. In Jesus' name, amen. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, and to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, for you to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ, and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with each other, and for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who are sick, for those who are bereaved, for those who are afflicted, that they may know your healing, your comfort and hope, and your freedom. We pray for those who govern the nations of the world that they might do so with justice and mercy and love. We pray for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare. We pray that peace might prevail and that their lives might become healed and whole. We pray for all who are working for peace and international harmony, that their hard work might bear fruit and that people might join them in that effort. We pray for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction and that you would help us to tend our place within this earth. And we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, that it would do everything in love and that whatever it does and whatever it says and however it acts, it may bear a powerful witness to you and to your presence and speak always of Christ our Lord. For who else or for what else are we praying today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good, render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.